0: is Brooke Benenkosa, and she is a registered nurse, a medical qigong instructor, a foot zone practitioner, a tai chi instructor, and a holistic coach. Brooke, welcome. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me on. And I think it would be an underestimate to say you are involved in health. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit, huh? So how did you come to be so heavily involved in this field? Um, Well, it's interesting. In high school, I started
1: out being in beauty school before I ever went to get my CNA and anything like that. And my dad's a nurse and he's been in healthcare for a long time too. And he was just like, kept like why don't you just go get your CNA and just you might as well try it out while you're doing beauty school too. And so I did. I went and got my CNA and I ended up dropping out of beauty school for a while. And I worked as a CNA in a nursing home for a long time before I even thought about getting my registered nursing degree. And I eventually was like, I can do more. I can do more if I get more education and things like that because I really wanted to start making a difference. And So I went and got my nursing degree and I've worked in all different sorts of areas of healthcare and I'm very familiar with chronic disease and it was probably about five or six years ago that I was struggling with my own health problems and things like this and I'd go to doctors and nothing was working and I was starting to see the similar link with my patients just being like, well, there's something missing in healthcare. There's something that we're not doing. There's more that can be done. So I started getting into martial arts and I started learning a lot about energy work and how emotions are trapped in your body. And we don't talk about that in our healthcare about energy and things like that and emotions and how they actually very directly impact your health. And I've come to the realization that a lot of people in our healthcare now are just stuck in survival mode. They're stuck in this fear-based mentality that is actually making them sick. And doctors don't, they're not trained in a way to see the whole aspect of the body, mind and soul connection with how it affects your physical health. I mean, you don't see doctors prescribing nature to people. You don't see doctors prescribing silence or meditation and exercise. They just are more geared towards like getting a pill for people to help with their problems. And it's not getting to the root cause. And I got very frustrated with that. And It eventually just got to the point where I'm like, I can't watch this anymore in hospitals because it's not helping anyone. And I was just getting really frustrated. So I started doing the Tai Chi and things like that to incorporate how people can have that connection with their body. And I have come to the realization that a lot of our problems come from a lack of connection with ourselves and denying our own intuition and shutting that down. And it's like when you go to a doctor, your body's screaming at you at that point. You're screaming when you could have um, tuned into your body and listened to your body and fixed it before it started screaming, right? So when you go to a doctor, you tell them everything that's wrong with you and they make their best educated guess that they can, but you're going to be a better health advocate for yourself if you learn how to reestablish that connection with your own body, mind, and soul. And so where I do things like Tai Chi and breath work and then the medical Qigong is really fascinating. It's a 5,000-year-old practice where martial arts comes from, and it means life force practice. And it is amazing what it does with the energy fields and learning how trapped emotions get stuck in the fascia of the actual body was really interesting to me as a nurse because... Fascia is connective tissue, right? It's your ligaments, it's your tendons, it's layered in between the muscles and the bones and every organ of your body, even in the lymph system. And so we get emotion means energy in motion. So say you have an emotion, even excitement, you almost freeze up, you make a different type of muscle posture where that emotion gets trapped in your body and it starts building scar tissue around it. And this is where we get pain. This is where we get cancer. This is where we get a lot of illnesses from these trapped emotions. So learning how to release that through movement and breath work and learning how to reconnect with your body and listen to that intuition is really what people need to start doing for healthcare, I feel. And so just simple things that people can do on a daily basis is take 10 intentional deep breaths before every meal. That is something that is so simple. But it brings so much awareness to check in with your body and be like, if you're super stressed at work, just stop and take 10 deep breaths. And that alone, what it does is it regulates those hormones in your body and it reduces that cortisol and those stress and the fight or flight hormones, they can really be reduced by just breathing. And what people also don't know is your thinking can create a lot of cortisol and inflammation in your body just by what you think. And where we are so fear-based in the society, with the news, with everything else that is going on, it's raising cortisol levels just by even saying the word healthcare itself. Because healthcare is kind of a hot topic where people are stressed about it. People don't know what to do with it. It's expensive. It's not affordable for everyone. So literally, the word itself is creating cortisol in your body. And what cortisol does is it slowly breaks down cellular metabolism. So you can't regenerate your cells as quickly as you could. So really learning how to train your brain like a puppy, we have to train our brain to sit and stay and to really be aware of our thoughts can really help reduce those hormones as well and regulate your body yourself. Because our bodies do the things that medications do, right? We just need to teach it to do those things instead of taking the medications because it's just masking symptoms it's not getting to the root cause of the symptom. So if we learn how to slow down and breathe and be aware of what we're thinking, we can come up with our own answers ourselves. And so I would suggest for people to do breathing and even just walking every day. A nice 10-minute walk is so effective for getting rid of that cortisol. Being able to get out of your mind, being able to shift your focus and be more grateful and appreciate things and feel good in your body just by a 10-minute walk. And water, people don't realize how important water is, but your body is 70% water. And we have so many triggers of things that we like to drink, coffee, tea, soda. Soda has so much sugar and that will also help feed the cancer cells, inflammation, autoimmune diseases, high blood pressure, diabetes, all of this can be really reduced by just increasing your intake of water, learning how to deep breathe, and going on even just 10-minute walks a day. If people can learn how to do those simple fixes, and that doesn't even take a lot of time. I mean, taking 10 deep breaths probably takes about three minutes. You do that three times a day, that's nine minutes out of your day. And a 10-minute walk, that's 19 minutes. That's 19 minutes out of your day that you could really incorporate to build new habits of bringing awareness to your body and doing these healthy things to help you feel better. Because our healthcare society nowadays, I feel that, I mean, they rely so much on other people to fix their problems. They're not actually looking at like, what can I do for me? And I read a quote that really resonated with me and it sounds very harsh, but it's like people cannot complain how much healthcare costs unless they're doing everything they can to take care of themselves. And I feel in our society, we have given up our free will. We have given it to doctors. We have given it to pharmaceuticals. We have given our power away. And it's time for us to really take our power back and be like, all right, body, I want to listen to you. I want to be there for you. I want to reconnect with you so we can figure this out type of thing. And That's where I love doing movement because movement is such an easy way to bring you in your body, whether it be dancing or rollerblading or any type of movement that people can find to enjoy. And it doesn't have to be running a marathon or doing CrossFit and all this weight training. It can be very gentle and it can be very easy and fun. And it's a great way of reconnecting with your body. It's a great way of releasing that trauma inside of your body through the fascia, through movement.
0: I know you've mentioned that you have done Tai Chi classes in senior centers and they can do the movements sitting in a chair. There's really no, and in a hospital bed, anyone can do these things that you're talking about. And I really, you know, I I look up to you as more of an authority because you have seen both worlds. You've been a registered nurse and you know what the medical practice has to offer. And then you've studied and researched all of these other modalities, these, uh, how old did you say, Qigong? 5,000 years?
1: Over 5,000 years old. It's the oldest type of health practice that we know of. It's very old. It's where martial arts comes from. It's where yoga comes from. It's where a lot of different practices came from, but it's kind of the original. And they use the elements of nature to incorporate it into your movement. But yeah, where people can do it in a hospital bed, the biggest thing I noticed in the hospital is people are not breathing. They're so sedated with medications that make it so they do not breathe and they are actually preventing themselves from healing. And I really do feel that we overuse medications, pain medications, things like that, because pain is there to tell your body your limits. You need to be able to listen to your body. Even after surgery, It's normal to have pain. It's not normal to dope yourself up to the point that you are not breathing. And that is kind of what the norm is nowadays. People don't want to feel anything. They don't want to feel any pain. So they're like, well, drug me up. And that, that actually prevents you from healing because you need oxygen to have cellular metabolism to repair your body. And a lot of people also are there for pneumonia and lung problems because they are taking so many sleep medications at night that they're not breathing. And they're killing their brain cells. And then they're wondering why they feel like crap because they are simply not breathing. And it's from a lot of medications. I mean, and if you learn how to do movement and things like that, you'll be able to sleep on your own. You don't need pain or sleep need medications to help you sleep. I feel like that is a cop-out. And I really do feel people have to realize that a bit of pain is necessary and you have to be able to listen to your body's limits. Otherwise, you can push it too far or you're not pushing it enough. So we really need to do that For each individual person, case by case, and be like, okay, well, you have this surgery, you're gonna have a little bit of pain, and that's normal. And doctors are kind of geared towards being like, well, we're gonna do everything we can to take your pain away. And I feel that that is really doing people a disservice because it's not helping them
0: heal any faster. They just don't want anyone complaining, so they'll just kind of, okay, let's just drag them up so they don't complain. But you're right, we lose touch with our bodies, and we aren't just, you know. We need to make that mind-body connection. Absolutely.
1: And we don't have that in our type of healthcare that we have nowadays. And you think about it, we spend trillions of dollars a year, trillions, not millions, trillions on chronic diseases that we can fix ourselves. 95% of diseases we can cure ourselves. I mean, there are the few things like type one diabetes, sickle cell anemia, and those few that we just don't know much about. But 95% of things, that we can take into accountability and fix ourselves. Imagine what we could do with that money and help in, invest in schools. We can help with veterans that are suicidal. We can put more into mental health. Starvation. Yes, people, mental health will shift as soon as people start connecting with themselves because that is the root cause of mental health problems as well as that disconnect from your body and your mind and your soul.
0: Well, and, and I'm thinking of all of the people in the world who don't get enough to eat. You know, if we could invest more in providing appropriate, proper nutrition, and how much more beneficial that would be. Now, I had one question. As you were talking about these chronic diseases that we could cure ourselves, are you talking about preventing them or addressing them once we have the problem or both?
1: Both. So a lot of diseases, even like type 2 diabetes, high blood pressure, things like that are all environmental. So you can start to really heal your body with awareness. What are you putting into your body? It starts with the breathing. It starts with the walking because diseases can't be reversed and your body is super resilient and it wants to heal and it absolutely will heal. But a lot of us are just stuck in that survival mode and it's, you're barely maintaining versus if you were able to give yourself those conditions where you could thrive. People have come to this conclusion that it's normal to feel kind of crappy all the time. And that's not the truth. We can feel energized. We can feel clarity. We can feel all these amazing things by doing very simple changes. And it's really great for preventative, but it also can help cure when you are in a sickness state, even with cancer and things like that. Cancer does start in the mind and how you think and what you are putting into your body. And we can learn how to reverse that as well with awareness and connection with
0: our body. And if you take a global view, not just looking at our culture, but at all cultures, you will find people in their 80s and 90s who are active and work a full day. And that's sometimes I think in our culture, we just kind of expect, okay, now I'm 70, so I've got to slow down, or you know, now I've reached this certain age, so I can't do these things I used to do. And I think that's another mindset that's hurting us.
1: That is a story we absolutely do tell ourselves. And another thing that I noticed in the hospital is lack of movement causes pain. You have to continue to move your body, do range of motion, do walking, do all these gentle, awesome things to flush out the toxins, to lubricate your joints, to reestablish the communication in your body. And when I just got back from Italy, the teacher showed us this video. He was 118. 118 years old, and he was more flexible, more energized and lively than me. And he was 118 years old. And that is because he moves and he does these daily practices. He does very specific breath work. He does very mindful movement. And nowadays, we do a lot of things that are just lateral. Like we sit at a desk, we type, we're sitting a lot. And even when we walk, that's one movement when your body is meant to be moved in a 360 degree movement. And we do not think about that. And that's very important to maintain the health and reduce pain is moving our body in a variety of directions. To help flush out the pain, that's where we can actually flush out arthritis with movement. Because you're doing the breath work and that's going to flush out toxins, that's going to flush out and break up stagnation of anything that's preventing that joint from the mobility that it could have. So, we can absolutely heal and age backwards if we think about it. And we just got to put a little more effort into it.
0: Well, I love that. Now, you mentioned you were in Italy, and I know you went there to get more classes, research, training. Can you tell us a little bit about what you learned there?
1: So I went there for my medical Qigong prescription training. And what that is, is you prescribe movement to help open up what they call meridians. So Your body has meridians and different energy centers that run along the lines of your fascia and your connective tissue. And a lot of people who don't move and they have these sanitary lifestyles, they get the energy blocked. And that's when you start having toxins build up and you build pain and back pain, hip pain, knee pain, every type of pain. And it can cause hormonal imbalances from just lack of movement because you're not flushing out the toxins and getting oxygen in. So this is a very specific form that works specifically on the meridians and energy centers to help reestablish communication and their beautiful movements mimicked after nature, different animals, different like wood elements, metal elements. So it's all Chinese medicine based. And this is the 5,000 year old practice. And this guy who was 118 years old did this type of movement every day. And a lot of it is very gentle movement, again, that you could tailor from doing to a wheelchair to a hospital bed there's all these walking movements with it and it helps to build muscle and it helps to do really thorough range of mo- motion it's almost like a mixture of yoga and almost weightlifting cuz you're doing so much more than stretching and moving but you're actually bringing out organs cuz a lot of people don't think about that but you have to massage your internal organs to get some of the junk out of there and flush in new blood flow into those organs so Like for hormonal imbalance, for example, like a lot of that comes from your liver. Your liver holds anger. So, and it holds a lot of toxins. If you don't move and your liver is just clogged up with all these toxins, of course, you're gonna have hormonal imbalances and autoimmune diseases and things like that. So these movements, they actually ring out like you're wringing out a towel, like you're wringing the water out of an old towel. You're doing that with your organs with these movements. And so that's gonna help your body run more optimally, so it can regulate its own hormones. So you can get rid of the blood pressure and get the toxins out and clear out your arteries too, because you're going to be wringing out the arteries as well and the blood vessels and the fascia and even your bones. People don't think about this, but in Chinese medicine, they see your bones as flexible because you have so much blood flow into the bones that they're more able to be flexible with impact and things like that. And you can walk a lot lighter. Versus where I see a lot of people in America, we just walk like we're just, I don't know, it's just such a hard impact. It's not graceful and it takes a lot more energy to walk like that. So doing movements like these, I call them functional movements because it's going to make your regular day-to-day life, you're going to have more energy and stamina from just doing your normal things by taking the time to doing some of these movements and breaking up that stagnation and getting rid of scar tissue and arthritis and all these other things by wringing out your organs.
0: And you brought up arthritis before. So this practice you were just became trained in could help someone with arthritis. I, I know that this is a common problem a lot of people have to deal with.
1: Well, the thing with arthritis is you have to reduce the inflammation in your body. Arthritis is caused by your body attacking itself. It's a type of autoimmune disease. So anything that you can do to reduce inflammation, like learning how to breathe and then move in a gentle way will help kind of break up some of that arthritis and help relieve some of the pain and help keep some of the mobility. I mean, everyone's different and people are going to heal not maybe 100%, but you're going to be able to have a lot more longevity in your life than you did before if you continue to do these movements. So yeah, especially with arthritis, reduce the inflammation and reestablish gentle movement.
0: That is huge. That is huge. So what services specific, I know you teach Tai Chi. And you just mentioned the Qigong training you've just received. And I know you've taken clients on a retreat. So talk about the services you offer.
1: So right now I'm formulating um, a three-month coaching program that includes the medical Qigong Tai Chi, and it includes foot zoning and energy work and mindset coaching, because all of that you have to have to actually really get healthy. You have to have the body, mind, and soul. And I do three months because I really want people to commit because you're not going to have results overnight. It took years for you to destroy your body. It could take years to get it back. And what that does with the Qigong is I will do a full health assessment with my nursing background so I can tailor movements to specifically what you need. Like not everyone's going to need the same thing. So if you come to me with high blood pressure, we adjust the movement and the breath work for high blood pressure because it's very different. To treat someone with high blood pressure versus chronic fatigue, they're going to need two different things. So it is very personalized and you could teach a whole class and people would still get benefits, but I really like to do the one on one training so people can really get the benefits and I can really meet their needs and talk to them and do a thorough assessment. And I do also do a couple of retreats a year where we just kind of, I call them disconnect to reconnect because we go into nature. And we just do movement by the lake and we include all the elements of water and air and everything like that, because it really does give your body a chance to just like, all right, I can rest. I'm giving my chance to relax. And it lets you really disconnect from your phone, your regular world, your job. So you can actually see the results of reducing that cortisol in your body. Because that, I think when people submerge themselves in the retreats, they get so many benefits from it.
0: Okay. So the retreats, you do the one-on-one coaching and how do people contact you? What's the best way for them to learn about you and how you can help them?
1: Um, Right now, probably on Facebook and Instagram at Brooke Benincosa and also on my website, sustainablesoul.guru are really good ways to get a hold of me. And I can also have my email address at it's bbenincosa at gmail.com and I can spell that if you
0: need. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll have it on my website too. Okay, perfect. Is your email on your website or a way that they can contact you? Yeah. So they can contact you through your website, through Facebook, through Instagram. Absolutely. You know, I have so much respect for what you're doing. I totally agree that in our society, just give me a pill. And I still remember to this day, it was actually a chiropractor who said this to me. He said, now what you do with your body is more important than what I do. Meaning it's how we take care of ourselves that really matters. Absolutely. Being willing to make a few lifestyle changes just to improve that quality of health, being able to do all the things you wanted to do. I'm at this stage in life where I'm a grandmother and I desperately want to be able to do things with my grandchildren and, you know, enjoy that time with them. And so this is invaluable. I just love this. I really agree. I think this is what we need to do. We need to take charge of our own health. And like you said, our body will heal itself if we just let it.
1: Well, and I think also releasing the ideas of what health is meant to be because on media and everything, everyone's like, you need this to be healthy. You need this to be healthy. And I like people to think for themselves. And it's like you can research everything, pros and cons to everything, like no matter what it is, if you're pro vaccines, cancer, whatever, there's going to be research articles for and against. And then that's up to you to decide what is right for you and your family instead of comparing it to the ideas of society that they give you. So. And once you have that connection with your body, your mind, and your soul, you can be like, that's not for me. And you can be okay with that. But you're like, I'm going to take this piece because that is for me. And really deciding and defining what health means to you. And I feel that people would have a lot of freedom with being like, oh, I can just decide what is healthy for me. That's awesome. So.
0: Well, yeah, size eight isn't necessarily healthy. So, (laughs) So yeah, yeah, I think that's true too. And maybe we do have this idolized notion of young and (laughs) fit. And yeah, I, I agree. That is wonderful. Well, Brooke, thank you so much for your time and your contact information will be on my website. And I think you're going to do a lot of good and change a lot of lives. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me on. It's such a pleasure always chatting with you. All right. You have a great day.
1: You too. Thanks.